Al-Bayan Radio presents the following Friday khutbah from Masjid Al-Azhar, Bilmo, asking Allah that it serves as a benefit for all. Inna alhamdulillahi nahmaduhu wa nasta'inu bihi wa nasta'gfiruhu wa na'udhu billahi min shuroori anfusina wa min sayyiaati a'malina man yahdihillahu falamudilla lah ومن يضلل فلا هادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله وصفيه من خلقه وخليله بلغ الرسالة وأدى الأمانة ونصح الأمة وجاهد في الله حق الجهاد حتى أتاه اليقين فصلوات ربي وسلامه عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه ومن تمسك بسنته واكتفى بهديه بإحسان إلى يوم الدين يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون يا أيها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحدة وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والأرحام إن الله كان عليكم رقيبا أما بعد فإن أصدق الحديث كلام الله تعالى وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الأمور محدثاتها وكل محدثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار أجارني الله وإياكم من النار ثم أما بعد We resume our journey to understanding the hadith of Shaddad رضي الله عنه in where the Prophet ﷺ advised him, O Shaddad, if you see that people are busied, caught up and consumed in amassing from the material, um, from the material gains of this world, namely gold and silver, then you, O Shaddad, you hoard a mass. Learn, memorize, recite, and implement the following words. Allahumma inni as'aluka thabata fil amr, wal azimata ala al-rushd, wa as'aluka shukra ni'matik, wa as'aluka husna ibadatik, wa as'aluka qalban salima, wa as'aluka lisanan sadiqa, wa as'aluka min khayri ma ta'lam, wa a'udhu bika min sharri ma ta'lam, وأستغفرك لما تعلم إنك أنت علام الغيوب. These are the words that the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم advised Shaddad to amass from, to 
regularly supplicate to Allah Azza wa Jal. What's so important about them? This is our journey that we've been on for the past couple of weeks. We spoke about steadfastness and gratitude. And we spoke about determination. And we asked Allah Azza wa Jal today, bi'idhnillah, blessing from Allah Azza wa Jal that He allows us to worship Him an excellent worship. And I ask you, O oh Allah Azza wa Jal, for the blessing to worship you in excellence. But to understand this, we must understand what worship is. What is worship? What is the understanding of worship in Islam? Now Allah Azza wa Jal mentions in the Quran that He did not create mankind or jinnkind except for one reason or one purpose or one goal and that is to worship Him alone. وَمَا خَلَقْتُ الْجِنَّ وَالْإِنسَ إِلَّا that Allah created all of this creation and jinnkind and mankind to worship Allah alone. And Allah Azza wa Jal sent over the generations to every people a messenger and or a prophet with one message. That worship Allah Azza wa Allah alone. Worship Allah alone and avoid associating false deities with Him. So, what is this worship that Allah Azza wa wants us to worship Him with? What's this worship that Allah sent the messengers and the prophets to convey to us? Can it just be the acts that we've been taught? Your prayer, your zakat, your hajj. Because if you ask someone, what is worship? They say, yeah, you know, when you pray five times a day, when you give your zakat, when you fast your month of Ramadan, and when you go to hajj, this is worship. Can it be just restricted to this? And that there is no connection to your ethical or your behavioral or your social conduct in society and with people and so on and so forth. Can it be just restricted to actions that are namely known to be worship in Islam? Shaykh al-Islam rahimahullah, he answers this question and he defines what worship is in Islam. He says, worship is a comprehensive term that includes everything Allah Azza wa Jal loves and is pleased with. Words and actions, inwards and outwards. So everything you say and you do, whether between you and yourself inside or outside which is portrayed to people, that Allah loves and is pleased with is considered worship. So yes, your prayer, your zakat, your hajj, your Ramadan, they are worship. But what is also considered as worship is your ethics, 
your conduct and your dealings with people, whether in private or in public, at home, with your friends, with your family, with your work colleagues, even with yourself. Being truthful. Being honest. Keeping your promise. Being dutiful to your parents. Upholding the ties of kinship. Enjoining that which is good. Forbidding that which is evil. Smiling. Saying nice words. These are all acts of worship in Islam. And the examples are endless of what worship can be. But the summary of it is. Every aspect of your life, every action you do, every speech you utter can be worship. If it is for the sake of Allah, the way Allah is pleased with it. And for this, you ask Allah Azza wa Jal to aid you, to bless you, to allow you to worship Him in excellence. What, what's so important about asking Allah for this? And him granting it to you. What's so important about asking Allah to allow you to worship him in excellence? The first, and we mentioned this previously, is that no one can produce excellence in and of himself. No one can produce excellence in and of himself. This needs aid from Allah Azza wa Jal. And generally, this, when you ask, you ask for that which you cannot achieve by yourself. You're weak, and you need help holding something heavy. You get someone to help you, you ask them. You're not going to ask someone for financial aid if you're financially capable. You're not going to ask someone for physical aid if you're physically capable. And he, the Prophet ﷺ, is teaching you that there is no excellence in worship except by the will of Allah Azza wa Jal. There is no pathway to worship except through Allah Azza wa Jal. And for this, you know and you admit that there is no determination, that there is no excellence, that there is no purity, there's no happiness except through the path of Allah Azza wa Jal. And this is why the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is teaching us these specific supplications. Asking Allah Azza wa Jal for steadfastness and to be determined and to have gratitude. And now you're asking Allah Azza wa Jal for excellence in worship. Why? Because you are unable to produce worship without the permission of Allah, let alone excellence in worship. This is the mindset that the Prophet ﷺ taught his companions to live on, to ask Allah Azza wa Jal for everything, for aid in everything they say and do. Now this specific dua, asking Allah Azza wa Jal for excellence in worship, is found in this, this, this seerah or the history of the Prophet wasallam, in where he taught different companions in different settings to ask Allah Azza wa Jal for aid in or blessings that Allah Azza wa Jal allows you to worship him in excellence. Like when he grabbed the hand of Mu'adh and he tells him, Ya Mu'adh, 
O Mu'adh, I love you. O Mu'adh, la tada'anna dubura kulli salatin an taqool. La tada'an, ya Mu'adh, la tada'anna fi duburi kulli salatin an taqool. O Mu'adh, I want to advise you, and my advice to you is that do not leave the following supplication after every single prayer you make. When you seize a prayer, when you finish a prayer, make sure, O Mu'adh, you say this dua. And this dua we were taught to mention, and many of us do. Allahumma a'inni ala dhikrik, wa shukrika wa husni ibadatik. He taught him how to ask Allah Azza wa Jal after every single prayer that he allows him to worship him in excellence. One of the reasons we ask Allah Azza wa Jal and we supplicate to him, asking him to allow us to worship him in excellence is because without his aid there is a significant danger. There is a significant danger. What danger am I talking about? It's the danger of your worship, the physical worship that we have all been by default accustomed to as worship, namely your prayer, your salah, your zakat, your hajj, and so on and so forth, and everything we physically do, that they become me action. That there is no spiritual link and connection between this act and Allah Azza wa Jal. I'll give you an example so you understand what I am trying to make of a point. The Qurban. The Qurban that we offer to Allah Azza wa Jal in the time of the Hijjah. The day of sacrifice. We, if we're not in Hajj, we offer an offering in our country. Allah Azza wa Jal says about these offerings and these sacrifices that are put forth, That this sacrifice, Allah does not receive any of its meat or its blood. However, what reaches Allah Azza wa Jal is piety from you. And it is this statement. That what reaches Allah is piety from you. That we care about. Where is piety found? In the limbs or in the heart? Is it a physical act of worship or a spiritual act of worship? It's a spiritual act of worship. Noting that you're doing a physical act of worship. You're slaughtering or offering an animal. But what Allah achieves or receives from this act of worship is what's found in your and the greater this act of worship is glorified and honored in your heart, the greater the iman found in the heart. Allah Azza wa Jal says, وَمَن يُعَظِّمْ شَعَائِرَ اللَّهِ فَإِنَّهَا مِن تَقْوَى الْقُلُوبِ The one that glorifies and honors the, these acts of worship, then it is only because of how great iman is in his heart. Now saying all this, Let's draw to a reality that we live in. And you can, you can put it on Qurban and even every act of worship, any act of charity. You have a certain type of people 
that look for the cheapest qurbana. Despite the fact that they are very financially capable to offer, capable to offer any qurban they want, but they intentionally look for the cheapest. Now, yes, maybe you're financially restricted and this is an option for you, alhamdulillah, that you have an option to offer within your financial means. But there are people that cannot, they look for the cheapest qurban. Now the question is, how did this qurban, where's your link with this qurban? And how did this qurban get you closer to Allah Azza wa Jal? And why are you settling for the cheapest? And the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam himself offered the most perfect of sacrifices, the most expensive of sacrifices. Where here are you, you're financially capable and you have, but you don't want to offer. You want to offer the cheapest. And then this same person, Take him to the butcher and let him get a piece of steak or take him to a restaurant and tell him to choose the steak of his liking. Do you think he's going to choose the cheapest or the most expensive on the menu? And then tell him, let's go clothes shopping. Do you think he's going into Target and, and Kmart and Big W? Or is he going to be entering the shops of designer brands and whatnot? Why? The cheap steak and the expensive steak are the same, aren't they? And the cheap clothes and the expensive clothes, they're the same, aren't they? No, they're not. For him, they're not. For him, there is a significance and a difference and he's drawn an importance to that which he eats and that which he wears. Why? Because there's an importance to it for him. And the same should go for your act of worship. There has to be a significance and an importance. Can you compare a $50 sacrifice and a $500 sacrifice? For the one that is capable, you cannot compare. So why settle for the second best here? But in the dunya, when it comes to your desire, you want the best. Another example. Allah Azza wa Jal says regarding the prayer. That verily, the prayer, إِنَّ الصَّلَاةَ تَنْهَا عَنِ الْفَحْشَاءِ وَالْمُنْكَرِ That verily, if you establish prayer, then your prayer indeed prohibits you from immorality and wrongdoing. Then you have someone that comes complaining, whether about himself or someone else. I'm praying every day, every prayer, maybe in, even in the masjid, maybe even in the front line, but this prayer is not prohibiting me or is not being a barrier between me and this wrongdoing and this evil. Your response is not there's something wrong with this verse. No, there's something wrong with you. There's something wrong with your relationship between you, this prayer and Allah Azza wa Jal. You are not producing excellence in worship. Because if you are producing excellence in worship, then this prayer will certainly prohibit you from doing wrongdoing. The Prophet says, مَا مِنِ امْرِئٍ مُسْلِمْ تَحْضُرُهُ صَلَاةٌ مَكْتُوبَةٌ فَيُحْسِنْ وُضُوءَهَا فَيُحْسِنْ This word, فَيُحْسِنْ And we're asking Allah Azza wa Jal for excellence. So no person that witnesses an obligatory prayer and then he does this thing, فَيُحْسِنْ وُضُوءَهَا He produces the most perfect wudu. 
And he produces the most excellent that he's got of khushu' And the most excellent he's got of physical ruku' and acts of worship in the prayer Yeah the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, إِلَّا كَانَتْ كَفَّارَةً لِمَا قَبْلَهَا مِنَ الذُّنُوبِ Except that this worship, this prayer that you just done, will expiate the sins that were produced before this prayer. So yes, if you produce excellence in worship, it will act as a barrier between you and your prayer, uh, you and your evil doing. And it will act as an expiator for the sins that you've done before. But if you do not produce excellence in your worship, if you do not produce excellence in your prayer, then you only get what you put in. As the hadith mentioned, that you get a tenth, a ninth, an eighth, a seventh, a sixth, a fifth, a fourth, a third, and a half of your prayer, depending on how much effort you put into it. And some people, this prayer will be folded up and thrown in their face. And some people, and some people, as the Prophet ﷺ told the young boy that prayed, incorrectly go back and pray for you have not prayed. So there are some people that are standing doing actions, but these actions are not benefiting. Why? Because they are not producing excellence in worship. In everything you do. One more example. Even your conduct, your dealings between creation, between each other, if they are done for the sake of Allah Azza wa Jal, with honesty in mind and purity at heart, and you're doing what you're doing, you're dealing with me for the sake of Allah, and I'm dealing with you for the sake of Allah, then there is blessing in your life. Then there is blessing in your dealings, and there is blessings in your action. As the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, فَإِن صَدَقَ In a transaction, in a business transaction, فَإِن صَدَقَ وَبَيَّنَا بُورِكَ لَهُمَا فِي بَيْعِهِمَا That if they, in their business transaction, buying and selling, they are honest, and they make everything clear, then there is a blessing in this transaction. And the opposite is true. If you are waiting for me to sleep so you can, so you can lie to me and steal from me, and if I am waiting for you to sleep so I can sell you something defective, Without telling you, then there is no blessing, there is no barakah in this transaction. And the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, إِنَّ اللَّهَ عَزَّ وَجَلْ يُحِبُّ إِذَا عَمِلَ أَحَدُكُمْ عَمَلًا أَنْ يُتْقِنَهُ That if, if one of you was to do anything, let him do it with perfection. Let him do it with perfection. You have people, whatever it may be your profession is, and you're dealing with people, a mechanic, a lawyer, an accountant, a builder. Whatever you do, if you deal with the creation of Allah Azza wa Jal, for the sake of Allah Azza wa Jal, producing the most excellent outcome for the sake of Allah, then Allah loves this action. And it will bless your work, and bless your dealings, and bless your life. And the examples are many. In where people, from their work, many, many non-Muslims became Muslim because of their manners, because of their conduct, because of their dealing. 
This is blessing from Allah Azza wa Jal. And they find that their business is flourishing. Why? This is a blessing from Allah Azza wa Jal. Because they were dealing with the creation in excellence for the sake of Allah Azza wa Jal. So Allah blessed their life, blessed their work and blessed their dealings. And the list goes on. The list goes on but the principle is the same. If you deal with Allah and you worship Allah and you deal with the creation on the basis that it is worship to Allah in excellence, then Allah Azza wa Jal will bless you. And this is the core meaning. And this is the core meaning of servitude. This is the true servitude to Allah Azza wa Jal and the essence and the core of our worship to Him. I ask Allah Azza wa Jal to allow us to worship Him in excellence and to make us true servants to Him and to make us from those that seek His pleasure in public and in private, in words and actions. Ameen. Aqulu ma tasma'oon wa astaghfiru Allah li wa lakum fastaghfiruh faya fawz al-mustaghfirin. Alhamdulillahi wa kafa wa la udwana illa ala man zalama wa bagha wa salatu wa salamu ala al-mab'uuthi al-mustafa salawatu rabbi wa salamuhu alayhi wa ala alihi wa ashabih wa man tamassaka bi sunnatih wa aktafa bi hadihi bi ihsanin ila yawmiddin The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in the very famous hadith when Jibreel alayhi salam came to him and asked him about Islam and he asked him about Iman and he also asked him about Ihsan the highest levels of servitude Ihsan is a very similar word to the word we're asking and this word Ihsan come from the same root word in Arabic so they have a relationship in meaning Jibreel alayhi salam asked the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam about Ihsan. To which the Prophet replied, أَن تَعْبُدَ اللَّهَ كَأَنَّكَ تَرَاهُ فَإِن لَمْ تَكُنْ تَرَاهُ فَإِنَّهُ يَرَاكُ That you worship Allah azza wa jal as though you can see him. For if you cannot see him, then he can see you. In this we learn two very important lessons. The first is that you worship Allah azza wa jal with the awareness of his presence. If you want to attain excellence, then worship Allah Azza wa Jal with the awareness of his presence, visualizing his closeness and his knowledge of you, of what you say and what you do. This will lead you to sincerity in your actions and a dedicated effort to perfect your act of worship. And the second is that to worship Allah whilst ha having this heartfelt perception of Him, knowing that He sees you, treating this relationship, treating it as an interaction in the present moment, not to distant, not a distant one. That Allah Azza wa Jal sees you now, He hears you now. The Prophet wasallam advised a person to pray 
his prayer as though it is a farewell prayer. Pray your prayer, every prayer, in the moment, not a distant one. What makes you think you are not going to die in an hour or two or three? What makes you think that Allah is not watching you now? The moment you live in is the moment you're supposed to connect to Allah Azza wa Jal with. So when you're indulging or you're enveloped in an act of worship, know for a fact that this is the moment that counts. This is where Allah sees you. This is where Allah Azza wa Jal knows you and hears you. And from this, we understand it's quality that matters, not quantity. It's quality that matters, not quantity. You can produce a thousand units of prayer, but not be connected to Allah compared to two units of prayer in where you are focused, concentrated, and connected to everything you say in your prayer, to every supplication, to every action, and you connect yourself to Allah Azza wa Jal. You cannot compare the two. You cannot compare the two. And we read these verses every day, almost every day. تَبَارَكَ الَّذِي بِيَدِهِ الْمُلْكِ وَهُوَ عَلَى كُلِّ شَيْءٍ قَدِيرٍ الَّذِي خَلَقَ الْمَوْتَ وَالْحَيَاةَ لِيَبْلُوَكُمْ أَيُّكُمْ أَكْثَرُ عَمَلًا I'm pretty sure you all just corrected me and said, أَحْسَنُ عَمَلًا Allah Azza wa Jal created life and death to see whom of you produces the best and the most excellent of worship, not the most repetitive and amount of worship. It's not about the quantity, it's about the quality. So if we strive in perfecting our worship and our connection to Allah Azza wa Jal, offering the best we have, then this is the path of joy, the path of bliss, the path of barakah in this life and the next. Seek excellence in worship first and foremost by asking Allah Azza wa Jalla to allow you to worship Him in excellence. And then seek Allah Azza wa Jal in your worship as though He sees you and He hears you. Because if you do not see Him or hear Him, certainly He sees you and He he is you. Inna Allah wa malaikatahu yusalluna ala al-nabi. Ya ayyuhal ladhina amanu sallu alayhi wa sallimu taslima. Allahumma salli ala Muhammadin wa ala ali Muhammad. Kama sallayta ala Ibrahim wa ala ali Ibrahim. Wa barik ala Muhammadin wa ala ali Muhammad. Kama barakta ala Ibrahim wa ala ali Ibrahim. Innaka hamidun majid. Allahumma ya sami' al-sawt. Wa ya sabiq al-fawt. Wa ya kasi al-idhami al-ahman ba'd al-mawt. Allahumma aghfir lana dhunubana. اللهم اغفر لنا ذنوبنا اللهم ارحمنا وتب علينا وتقبل منا لا إله إلا أنت سبحانك إننا كنا من الظالمين اللهم اغفر للمؤمنين والمؤمنات الأحياء منهم والأموات بكرمك يا ربنا قريب مجيب الدعوات وآخر دعوانا أن الحمد لله رب العالمين وأقم الصلاة